Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, MicroStrategy, Bitcoin purchase divides the crypto community. I'll be sharing the latest controversies. Also, MicroStrategy to offer Bitcoin Lightning solutions in 2023. That's right, including Satoshi-powered incentives for marketing and website cybersecurity. Also in today's show, breaking news, Alameda Wallet's funnel over $1.7 million via crypto mixers overnight. That's right. Data negates the possibility of liquidators behind the fund transfers due to the use of mixing tools and extensive planning to hide transaction paths. I'll be breaking this down for you. Also in today's show, Fiji elects a pro-Bitcoin prime minister. That's what's up. Signaling a positive future for the king crypto adoption in the Pacific Island nation. Also, more breaking news. Bankman Freed may enter a plea deal in New York federal court next week before the judge. That's right. Bankman Freed had claimed repeatedly He does not consider himself to have criminal liability in the collapse of FTX, but his colleagues have already pleaded guilty. Also in today's show, the Bitcoin price could surge past $600,000 per coin if the hardest asset matches gold. That's right. Bitcoin is due to copy gold's explosive 1970s breakout as it become the world's hardest asset in 2024, according to the latest report from Capriole Investments. I'll be breaking this down for you. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more, in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone just tuning in to today's live show. This is podcast episode number 1147. I'm your host, JV. Today is December 29th, 2022. Diving right into today's crypto market watch. As you can see here, we finally got some of the major cryptos pumping back in the green, but barely. We got Bitcoin up 0.16% for the day, trading at $16,600, while Ethereum is up almost 1%, hovering around $1,200. BNB up 1.3%, trading at two hundred and forty. $46, while XRP, Dogecoin, Litecoin, and Polkadot, and Solana all correcting and in the red with Solana bleeding and below $10 for the first time in a very long time. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we can see the latest data. The current crypto market cap is sitting just under $800 billion with about $28 billion in volume in the past 24 hours with the Bitcoin dominance at a solid 40% even and the Ether dominance at 18 
0.4%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, we got BitDAO leading the pack up 17.5%, trading above 33 cents, followed by the Trust Wallet Token up about 5%, trading at $1.36, followed by Ether Classic up 3.5%, trading at $15.88. Below that, we have ICP and Ethereum Wrapped. Now checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. You're going to see Bit is up 14.4%. We got ICP up 9.5% and OKB up 9.5%. And the biggest losers include XCN, Hex, and Solana. And now checking out one of my favorite indicators, the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. Shows we're currently rated a 28 in fear, the same as yesterday in the same boring price action as last week. And last month was a 26 in fear. And if you're not familiar with the crypto, Greed and fear index. Just note we have been stuck in fear and extreme fear for the bulk of this entire year for 2022 as we have been stuck in this crypto winter. But with that being shared, now let's break down the latest what's going on with MicroStrategy buying the dip as the crypto community is divided. Let's break it down, shall we? Software analytics company MicroStrategy recently added more Bitcoin to the firm's hodlings. Members of the crypto community had mixed reactions. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In a recent tweet, MicroStrategy executive Michael Saylor announced the firm had made another Bitcoin purchase. The move puts the firm's total Bitcoin holdings at 132,500 BTC, purchased for a total of just over $4 billion, but worth only around $2.1 billion at the time of this recording. Many commented on the move or commended the move, while some brought up some potential negative effects. And this is the tweet here from Saylor. MicroStrategy had increased its Bitcoin holdings by 2,500 Bitcoin as of 12-27-2022. MicroStrategy holds 132,500 Bitcoin, acquired for $4.03 billion at an average price of of $30,397 per Bitcoin. Here's the young gentleman's response. Michael Saylor, you are a rock star. Your mission, Jim, aka Michael Saylor, if you choose to accept it, is to bank the unbank throughout the world. And a community member praised Michael Saylor. However, not everyone is overly enthusiastic about the company's crypto shopping. Some think this new action could potentially spark a new bottom price for the top digital asset. In a back and forth convo on Twitter, Bitcoin analysts Willie Wu and Dan Held shared their thoughts on MicroStrategy's purchase. According to Willie Wu, Bitcoiners would not be happy when the company adds more Bitcoin to its holdings. The analysts argued that MicroStrategy accumulating more Bitcoin poses risk of centralization because the company's decision making is this or is centralized and in addition Wu suggested it's better to celebrate adoption by ordinary people and in a counter argument held said there would be no risk of centralization because ownership does not equate to network control the analyst highlighted that there is no way to control who buys bitcoin and that people or firms can buy as much bitcoin as they want. I think Dan Held personally makes a great point. Meanwhile, Saylor recently announced the company's plans to provide Lightning Network solutions next year.
year, the executive said the company is already looking into software and solutions that utilize the Lightning Network, which leads us right into our next story of the day, discussing MicroStrategy's Lightning Network adoption in 2023. This is a pretty big deal. MicroStrategy executive Saylor shared his firm plans to release Bitcoin Lightning Network powered software and solutions for next year in a Twitter Spaces event held yesterday, December 28th. Saylor shared that the company is exploring software and solutions that utilize the Lightning Network, such as solutions that support enterprise marketing, as well as cybersecurity solutions aimed at corporate websites. The Lightning Network, as we all know, is a Layer 2 payment protocol layered on top of Bitcoin's blockchain that allows for off-chain transactions, raising payment throughput, and lowering transaction fees. It's thanks to the Lightning Network that El Salvador was able to make Bitcoin a legal tender so that the people can send and receive Bitcoin virtually free and instantaneously. Now, a business intelligence and tech company known for its massive Bitcoin holdings, MicroStrategy, has been looking to beef up its Lightning Network verse team, most recently announcing it was looking to hire a software engineer to build a Lightning Network-based software as a service platform. And during the Twitter Spaces convo, Saylor explained that chief marketing officers could potentially use the Lightning Network to incentivize customers, such as giving out Satoshi rewards for engaging in activities, such as posting good reviews or completing surveys. The company also wants to make it possible for any enterprise to spin up Lightning infrastructure in an afternoon. He said the MicroStrategy chairman again made mention of his Lightning Wall cybersecurity idea, essentially a Bitcoin-based paywall that would protect websites from cybersecurity attacks by requiring visitors to put down a deposit in Satoshi. Saylor also explained that users who want to access sensitive corporate websites would be required to deposit 100,000 sats to guarantee safe passage, which would be returned instantly once the user has finished their visit. He noted this is something that credit cards cannot offer due to the time delays involved in getting funds back, stating the following, the problem with credit cards is that you couldn't reasonably post $20 to 100 websites each day and then get back $20 in one second. Could you? This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Sailor believes it is only a matter of time before someone creates the Lightning version of the Netscape browser, which he believes will involve something like a Lightning wallet that holds dollars and various cryptocurrencies. He believes that if this wallet is created in a non-custodial way, it has the potential to spread to 100 million people. And during the Twitter space convo, Sailor also hailed the Lightning Network as the Internet of Money and praised its inspirational progress. He said the company has teams working on it and are looking to bring something out by next year, adding that it is more likely it'll be able to show something by the first quarter. Let's go. I can't wait. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the Lightning Network. And in October, Sailor re- iterated uh, or retaliated against Eric Wall over a suggestion that Saylor has not made more than three lightning transactions in his life. And most recently, a new type of Bitcoin address was introduced. Lightning address allow users to make transactions on the lightning network almost instantly, as opposed to a 10 minute average for regular Bitcoin transactions. So all hail the King Crypto and Lightning Network. And do you feel that this adoption will help usher in mass adoption as the Bitcoin game theory continues around the world in 20 
2023? Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. Obviously, I am a huge fan and proponent for not only Bitcoin, but the Layer 2 Lightning Network for scalability and uh, for cheap transactions. It is what we all really need, you know. Uh, very awesome to have for us all to implement and take uh, advantage of. And massive shout out also to the Strike CEO, Jack Maulers, for also his implementation with using the Lightning Network. And with that being shared, now let's discuss the latest what's happening with Sam, or I should say Scam Bankman Freed, with the Alameda wallets, which are the hot wallets, which are on the move. Once again, there was 1.7 million uh, mixed just overnight, believe it or not. 30 cryptocurrency wallets linked to the Alameda Research, the bankrupt sister company of defunct crypto exchange FTX, became active yesterday, December 28th. Following four weeks of inactivity, these wallets swapped and mixed over $1.7 million worth of crypto assets through various crypto mixing services. Crypto mixers are often used by market exploiters and criminals to obscure the transaction path so that the funds cannot be traced to its original source. And as reported, the sudden movement of funds from Alameda wallets just days after SBF was released on bail raised suspicions across the crypto community. Nearly 24 hours later, it seemed the culprit behind these funds transfers used extensive planning to hide transaction routes. And according to data shared by the crypto forensic group, Arcam, the first transfer of funds began with multiple Alameda addresses, swapping tokens for Ether and Tether, sending them to crypto mixers, and a majority of these transfers were tracked to main wallets. Yes, right? Tokens from Alameda wallets were first sent to an address starting with 0x738, and then on an address 0x64e. This 0x64e wallet then splits up to ETH and sends it to smaller wallets in sizes of generally $200,000 and $500,000. And after that, it was sent to mixers such as Fixed Float and Change Now. Another wallet was used to swap for stable coins where wallet assets were first swapped into USDT and then sent to Fixed Float. A total of 800,000 in USDT was swapped out using mixers while another 400,000 USDT was funneled via other methods and an additional 200,000 USDT worth of stable coins were sent to the Bitcoin network using REN BTC. So in total, that's $1.7 million worth of funds which were swapped and sent through various mixing services as follows. 270 ETH through Change Now valued at 325,000, 800,000 USDT through Fixed Float, 200 100,000 USDT through Curve Synth Swap to native Bitcoin and 200,000 USDT through AirSwap as well as 200,000 USDT through other crypto mixing services. Now, the movement of funds from the Alameda wallet funneled through mixing tools created quite the buzz in the crypto community, many questioning the timing of the fund transfers while others pointed towards the use of mixing services and the inability of authorities to prevent such a thing despite the matter being sub Justice. That's right. Do you think Bankman Freed is likely behind this or who do you think the mysterious mystery man is behind this, uh, these hidden funds? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. With that being shared, we have breaking major news in the country of Fiji as their prime minister is pro BTC. And actually, let's break this down. And I should say newly elected pro Bitcoin prime minister has taken office in the Pacific Islands of Fiji. The new leader took the Fijian office officially December 24th, which was on Christmas Eve. Lord Fustu 
Su Tongan, a noble and former member of the Tongan parliament, took to Twitter to share the news from his neighboring nation. He stated he had explained that this vice president step by step how Fiji can do legal tender like in Tonga and there could be two legal tender bills for the Pacific in 2023 as he shares here quoting him both as chairman Oceana and as a friend and colleague congratulations to brother uh, the prime minister and RG Pox uh, Bim Arson on winning your seats in the Fijian elections and for being elected prime minister and deputy prime minister of Fiji, respectively. And as pointed out here, the new Bitcoin-friendly, pro-Bitcoin-friendly prime minister in the South Pacific, Fiji's new elected prime minister, let's go two for two, Bitcoin legal tender bills for the Pacific in 2023, 100. Now, Lord Fuasa explained to Cointelegraph in a Twitter message that the new PM or prime minister is definitely pro-Bitcoin, as confirmed here. He asked me to meet which me, which did uh, via Zooms last year to walk him through step-by-step step how he could adopt Bitcoin as legal tender, straight up. Tonga's timeline for introducing Bitcoin as legal tender is public and could pass as early as February of 2023. Fiji faces similar economic and developmental challenges as Tonga due to its location and history. However, with almost 900,000 people, Fiji's population is more than nine times the size of Tonga, so the potential for Bitcoin to improve financial inclusions in Fiji is particularly significant given the country's geography and economic situation located in the Pacific Ocean. Fiji is made up of over 330 islands. It is classified as a middle-income country, but still faces significant development challenges, including high poverty rates, limited access to financial services, and energy dependence upon fossil fuels, which sounds like it's a great candidate for making Bitcoin a legal tender. But indeed, the World Bank reports that remittances into Fiji is over 11% of its GDP. Plus, while Fiji's national financial inclusion strategy reports strong growth and financial inclusion in recent years. Just half of the female population have access to a bank account. That's a sad fact. Bitcoin could act as a tool to improve remittances and bank the unbanked, following El Salvador's excellent example. And in addition, Fiji may experiment with Bitcoin mining across volcanic islands, as shared here, like Tonga. How do nationalize Bitcoin mining? Specifically, how do are we going to geothermal volcano mining so that they can do the same, but also make use of their massive hydro and other renewable standard energy they have? which we don't. Fiji's 20-year national development plan requires that all power on the islands must be generated from renewable sources by the year 2030. The clock is ticking. The country requires an additional 120 MW of renewable energy to achieve this target. Bitcoin mining could be the lever that unlocks renewable energy gains. Let's go. Fiji's approach to Bitcoin is in contrast to other countries in the Asia-Pacific region, such as Vanuatu, which has also taken more cautious stance towards crypto. Until 2021, they banned the use of cryptocurrencies, the Satoshi Island crypto project appeared to pave the way for digital asset adoption. And overall, the election of the pro-Bitcoin prime minister in Fiji is an ongoing development. It remains to be seen how support will translate into concrete policy, but the potential for Bitcoin to improve financial inclusion in Fiji is significant. I say that again, especially with half the women population being unbanked. Now, a long-standing contributor to Cointelegraph, Lord Fusta, explained that Bitcoin can aid with GDP remittance, by undermining reliance on cost money transfer services such as Western Union, replace commercial retail banking with Bitcoin custody of citizens' finances in their pocket on a phone or hardware wallet instead of 
a commercial bank. So there you have it as Bitcoin adoption worldwide continues. I cannot wait as more and more countries adopt Bitcoin as a legal tender and embrace the king crypto. With that being shared, now let's discuss breaking news surrounding Sam Bankman-Fried to be offered a plea deal in New York court in just a few more days. That's right. Here, let's break this down. That's Scam Bankman Freed right there. Former CEO Scam Bankman Freed is scheduled to appear in court on the afternoon of January 3rd, which is like, what, five days away? Tender a plea on two counts of wire fraud and six counts of conspiracy against him in relation to the collapse of FTX. Reuters reported on December 28th, citing court records, that Bankman Freed will appear before District Judge Lewis Kaplan in Manhattan. Judge Kaplan was assigned to the case on December 27th after the original judge on the case, Ronnie Abrams, recused herself due to connections between FTX and Davis Polk and Wardwell Law Firm, where her husband is a partner. The firm provided advisory services to FTX in 2021. You cannot make this stuff up, folks. Kaplan was nominated by U.S. President Bill Clinton in 94 and is known for a straightforward manner and efficient handling of courtroom procedures. Bankman Freed states numerous times before his arrest that he does not believe he bears criminal liability for his actions as the FTX CEO, saying it was simply an accounting snafu that led him to unknowingly commingling funds of Alameda and FTX customers. Tell it to the judge, bro. Now, Johnny Ray, Bankman Freed's successor at FTX, had a hearing of the United, with the United States House of Representatives and said, I don't find any such statements to be credible. And I agree here with John Ray. I don't think anything SBF says or anything coming out of his mouth could be considered credible. You know what I mean? Ray has been brutal in his assessment of Bankman Freed's management of the crypto exchange he co-founded. Ray said in written testimony ahead of the House hearing, never in my career have I seen such an utter failure of corporate controls at every level of an organization from the lack of financial statements to a complete failure of any internal controls or governance whatsoever. And Bankman Freed is currently living with his parents in California on a $250 million bail, part of which is made up of the equity from his parents' house, where there are several other conditions on Bankman Freed's release, including mental health and substance abuse, evaluation and treatment, quoting Autism Capital here. For those of you asking, the watch Sam Trabuco wears is a Rolex date, just like the Jubilee bracelet and diamond dial. The steel gold combo is called Rolasaur. It is expensive and has worse resale value than other Rolexes. We hope you enjoyed this morning. Autism, happy holidays. Now, he is the ex-CEO of Alameda before Caroline Ellison stuck stuck in, and he should also be held accountable. And as of right now, he has not been arrested or sent to jail like Gary Wang and Caroline, which were members of his inner circle, FTX, and the related trading firm Alameda, and who have already pleaded guilty to the charges against them and have agreed to cooperate with the prosecution. U.S. Attorney for the Southern District in New York, Damian Williams, announced December 22nd the deal with Ellison and Wang was reported before that the date but kept secret until Bankman Freed agreed to extradition from the Bahamas. Bankman Freed's close associates, Nishad Singh, the former director of engineering, and Sam Trabuco, the former co-CEO of Alameda Research, but Ellison, who resigned August 24th, very conveniently, wouldn't you say, have not been charged yet at this time. But as I would say, it is only a matter of time as it will absolutely catch up to them, in my humble opinion. But let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And how many of you think that this plea deal, he admits to the guilt of the crimes he committed? Or do you think he's just going to plea ignorance? Like, oh, I had no clue what I was doing. I'm just an altruistic vegan that eats cucumbers. You know what I mean? How do you feel this is likely to play out? Things, I mean, this is probably the most entertaining and 
strangest event to ever happen in crypto since I have been involved in uh, 2017. So I have been glued. Every day there's just more evidence un- unraveling. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out and how it's likely to impact the greater crypto sphere in 2023. But we will see. Now let's break down our final story of the day and the moment you have all been waiting for. Here we go. Bitcoin price could surge past $600,000 per coin if the hardest asset matches gold. That's right. Send it. Bitcoin is due to copy gold's explosive 1970s breakout as it becomes the world's hardest asset in 2024. That was forecasted from the latest edition of the Capriole newsletter, a financial circular from research and trading firm Capriole Investments. Despite Bitcoin price action flagging at nearly 80% below its latest all-time high, not everyone is bearish about even its midterm outlook. While calls for a further drop for the king crypto finds its new macro bottom remain, Capriole believes that 2023 will be bright for Bitcoin as a reserve asset. The reason, it says, lies in the world's economy, financial history of the past century, and in particular, the United States after the dollar detoured from gold completely in 1971. I should say de-anchored. My apologies. Gold, as the world's premier safe haven of the time, saw huge gains during the decade. And 50 years later, it's Bitcoin's turn. So move. Watch out, Peter Schiff. Because gold was so much smaller in the 1970s, and Bitcoin today is even smaller by comparison, it had capacity to make big moves through a decade of inflation and high interest rates, Capriole wrote. That's one reason we believe Bitcoin will do the same and more this decade. And accompanying charts underscored gold's potential to repeat its 70s behavior, among which were a cup and handle chart structure playing out since 2010, which you can see here in your screen. When it comes to Bitcoin vying with gold as a safe haven crown, meanwhile, the potential lies in the numbers at just 2.5% of gold's market cap. Bitcoin diving 80% from its $69,000 peak last year has little bearing on its overall picture. And given Bitcoin represents just 2.5% of gold's market cap today, its 80% drawdown adds a mere 2% additional drawdown to the combined hard money gold plus Bitcoin drawdown. The newsletter continued, giving a total hard money drawdown of 24% through to November 2022, comparable with the 1970 and 1975 figures for gold. Now, should the stage already be set for a Bitcoin copycat move of the 70s gold, the growth potential is thus all more impressive. Even now, Bitcoin's market cap is just 10% of that of gold before its bull run of that time began. Bitcoin has more growth potential than gold because it is smaller. A like for a demand in both assets will result in a 40x greater price change for Bitcoin. Capriole stated 40x. Let's freaking go. And a further key argument echoed that long championed by commentators such as Saifedi and Amis in the popular book, the Bitcoin standard. There, the debate focuses on investors' shift to Bitcoin as its inflation rate drops below that of gold, increasing its monetary hardness versus the metal. Quoting him here, there are many other attributes or attributes that make Bitcoin stand out from gold, such as its equitable decentralization, ability to transfer instantaneously and be used for micropayments. But most importantly, Bitcoin is harder than gold. That's right. Bitcoin is hard money. You can't F it. <laughs> That's right. Capriole added, this will confirm Bitcoin is the hardest asset in the world as its next block subsidy having in 2024. All in all, gold went up 24x in the 1970s. Capriole summarized, now imagine the 2020s where the Fed can't afford to be as aggressive. Debt is way higher today and we have digital accessible harder money 
Bitcoin. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Capre Ole Investments with a $600,000 price target for the hardest money to ever exist by 2024, surpassing potentially the market cap of gold as well here in the next few years. Let me know how you feel this is likely to play out. And are you currently bullish or bearish for the King Crypto heading into the new year for 2023? Holla at your boy. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.